All right. Hey, everyone. Ben Balin here, and I have with me uh, Jamie Vendera and Ryan Wall. And uh, these two guys, surprise, surprise, they put out a song together. And holy crap, it's amazing. And I don't know if I put, I think I'm going to put it at the end of this podcast. Uh, so if, towards the end of the podcast, after all the conversation and Q&A and stuff, you can just listen to it. It'll be right there. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. So hi, guys. How's it going? Good. Uh, Thanks so. for having us on. Yeah. All right. Thank, thanks, yeah. Man. Thanks for thanks for coming back on again, like last week and the week before that. And <laughs> I um, just gotta say, I've always wanted to be on this podcast, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm so giddy right now. <laughs> also, Jamie, try to keep the coughing down a little bit, will you? Yeah. Hey, listen. I'm sorry, guys. I, I I taught in India last. I I caught this weird virus, and I've been coughing for 15 days. And my doctor said, Doctor Zinazogo said, Hey. You're not a robot. Sometimes it happens, but I got Benny to keep me on the narrow because I will cough like a little girl uh, over and <laughs> over again, or like a little boy. I don't want to be, uh, you know, I don't want to be uh, against one, you know, little boys and little girls both cough. So I don't make any sense. So you can edit it out if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll leave that one in. Oh, why not? <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay, cool. Question <laughs> numero uno. Where did the name Angel Fire East come from? Okay. So um, I've always had this vision. Um, you know, I, I got my songwriting partner, Scott Stith, and we got Vendera and Stith, but I always wanted a band that was dedicated to my favorite author. My favorite author of all time is Terry Brooks. I flipping love all the Shannara books of the Sword of Shannara, the Elf Sons of Shannara. When I was 11 years old, I was in a bookstore and I saw the cover of Elf Sons of Shannara and I bought that and fell in love with it. But Angel Fire East is the name of one of Terry Brooks books, uh, which is like a prequel to the Shannara. And it's like in modern times and it's like an apocalyptic thing. And I just love that name. So I actually, Terry knows who I am because uh, in a lot of his stories, uh, he has these characters that have what's called the wish song. It's just like magical power and they can sing and they can do crazy things with their voice, like blow things up and make images. So I told him, I said, I use the wish song to shatter a glass on Mythbusters. So he laughed about that years ago. But I reached out to Terry and I said, look, uh, I thought he's going to turn me down. I said, I really want to use Angel Fire East for a band name. And I'm actually going to write a lot of lyrics about a lot of your books, like A Night of the Word or Running with the Demon uh, and all those early Shannara books. And he was thrilled. He's like, I am just honored that you would use this. So I got the name I want. I get to pay homage to my favorite author. And I am just extremely happy about it. Yeah, that was Very great cool. to see the the screenshot that he sent me of, of Terry Brooks <laughs> responding to him. And it's like, oh, of course, you uh, go with my blessing and all this stuff. He was <laughs> such a nice guy about it. So we're, we're we were honestly a little bit worried that you know using someone's name, you know, kind of kind of gets you know. Yeah, I, well, I was pretty worried, uh, and I actually have a a good friend who's been in the business for thirty years. He's like, ah, why would you use that name? That's a stupid name. And I kind of had a giggle because he didn't know where it was coming from. And I, that day, I thought, you know what? Cause I was talking to a lawyer and a manager and I thought, let me just reach out. Cause I, you know what, if Terry turns me down, then that's fine. He's my favorite author. I never want to do anything to disrespect him. So luckily it turned our way. All right. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite author is probably Jamie Vendera. So I'm going to name my band, raise your voice. So <laughs> uh, coming out, uh, coming out next year, look out, keep your eyes. Up, keep up for that. There's already a movie <laughs> name that. So yeah, oh my goodness, I was so yes. bad when I came out. I was like, <laughs> That's like right after I released my book. I was like, what? <laughs> Next question. How does Terry Brooks feel about this? But I guess yeah. we already know now that. I know. All right. So uh, third question. How is this music different from Bandera and Stith? 
So well, we know you released a couple songs. Yeah, um, we know with the two songs we released. Um, I mean, Scott and I released them, and I I kind of kept them. I love the songs, but I kept them watered down and basic because we were teaching songwriting classes of Indira Vocal Academy. But um, we got a bunch of songs ready to go. If Scott would ever record a guitar, and I'm saying that so he listens to me and gets off his butt and gets it done. But um, that music is uh, a lot heavier. Uh, actually, it's a lot heavier than the Casual Suicide and Lisa. All full voice uh, vocals where Angel Fire East is quite when you hear the song, you really need to fast forward and listen to it because we're not going to release as a single. We're going to wait till the album's out. We're not going to put it on SoundCloud. It's just going to be in this podcast. And um, the vocals in this is a lot different than Vendaren Stiff. And this is more synth driven uh, as opposed to Vendaren Stiff being guitar driven. Yeah, from what I could tell, you know, I was a huge fan of when Jamie and Scott released Lisa and Casual Suicide. Um, and I could I could hear inside of Lisa that it was actually a super expansive song that could kind of scale upwards in terms of its like depth. You know, you could add the drums to Lisa. You could add the heavy guitars, and it's an it's an awesome song, man. I love that song. So basically, I took I after I've been listening to those songs for a while since they came out. Always been on my phone. So, you know, th it was pretty easy for me to jump in and we, we started writing, you know, and kabam. Right, cool. <laughs> Why are you using so much falsetto? <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, I love, love, love two of my favorite singers are Prince and Amy Lee. And I actually discussed this with Ryan when we got together. I was like, you know what? As a coach, I'm afraid people are not going to accept it, but I really have this vision where I want to, where I want to be very, very thin for this. Um, so it's just, it's just a different take. It's just my vision for how I want it to be approached. So it's like, what if, uh, what if a guy sang for Evanescence, you know, that's, that's kind of, uh, where I came with it from. So I thought, you know what, I'm doing this to have fun and to write good music. And I'm just going to sing how I want to sing for this project because the other stuff I'll do all full voice. And, you know, and a lot of times when we were recording, I hit, I hit the same stuff in full voice. But then uh, I would back off and say, "You'll take that out. You know, let me do. Let's keep the falsetto parts." So, yeah, no, the the falsetto in this uh, in this band. I mean, it's kind of part of the story as well. We have like the way Jamie envisions it. You know, he's he's kind of feeding from these different characters in the books. But you know, this isn't like a fully. It's not like a full concept album in that way where we're like exactly going from the book. We're just kind of you know getting these kind of scenes together, and that's that's where I come from as well. And the way he uses his falsetto, you know, it's like a simple yet effective tool for your voice even as well. I mean, when you do falsetto, you know, it's not as it's 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 coordinates your voice, you know, and the way we do it without like a super breathy approach. You know, Jamie gets up into there and the extremely high notes with this falsetto and it has a like a beautiful tone. Um, it can it can be um, kind of scary to put stuff out. I know I know as ja as Jamie was saying, you know. People are gonna judge. Oh, can you only hit things in falsetto or something? Yeah. And it's it's not it's not the case. You know, it's we. This is the texture we wanted to use for this project, and we we're we're really digging where it's going. So we're taking different roles, and you know, that's that's another way to differentiate our vo our voices up. Yeah, and this this first song we're releasing fall on what you hear is uh, based on a trilogy by Terry Brooks, uh, Armageddon's Children, The Elves of Center, and The Gypsy Morph. And so this song in particular, if you listen to so many vocals. Uh, it's really four characters uh, from that series. There's a there's a boy named Hawk. There's a girl named Tessa. There's a boy named Panther, and there's a girl named Cat. And so it's like I wanted all of these different types of tonal textures, so it kind of portrayed all these different characters. 
All right, cool. And actually, now that as I was listening to you talk about that, I just thought about how I asked the question. It sounded like I was like, why are you using falsetto? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it, though. That's, I sounded annoyed at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, guys, don't get on my bad side or I'll uh, pick fun at you for using falsetto. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, cool. So how actually, tell us the story of how you guys uh, got together and started working on this. That's a pretty interesting story. What you um, tell that, Ryan? Okay, yeah, I mean... I came to a, like an impasse when I was, I, I recorded a few albums, uh, maybe four or so, and my voice started to kind of struggle to keep up with, you know, how many albums I was trying to put out and how much music I was trying to produce. And I just randomly found Jamie on the internet, um, thankfully, uh, as a, and he was doing like a hangout, like they usually, like, like we have in the academy. And I learned so much from that and it instantly just changed my world around. The next day I was trying to reverse, you know, potential damage to my voice because I'll admit, you know, I wasn't treating my voice with the right, you know, the the right care. So I found Jamie and I was like a, 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 a trying to come to every hangout, trying to be like a good member and just trying to improve my voice. This and, is like five uh, years ago too. Yeah, this is like five years ago. So I just kept on it, kept on it, went through the whole academy, and you know we we were I was always there, and we were good friends and stuff. Um, but then eventually, Jamie wanted to like start making some music, and I can't really remember how it goes from here, Jamie. I don't know if you want. Yeah, to yeah. Well, the band, I don't mute your mic because the funny thing is, <laughs> is a band will remember this from years ago. Hey man, there's this kid named Ryan Wall. He joined the academy. He's got an engineering degree. He loves your stuff. He would love to do anything you need. I was like, yeah, I don't, you know, people yeah. bug me all the time. I wasn't being mean, but um, I don't know. It just, he, he kept around and man, he just absorbed everything to the point. He's actually a coach in Vendera Vocal Academy now. And um, I was just in India and they were asking me, Hey, well, can you certify anyone? I said, I've only certified two people in my life. And they're actually on this podcast with me right now because I'm so picky on the way that I teach that I have to be right there with you. So we started using Ryan for different projects. He would mix stuff for us. V24. Yeah. He recorded some of the training audio for <laughs> what vocal break eraser. Yeah. Totally. yeah. And I, I, I remember writing mind over music last year and it kind of with Joe Vitale and it kind of actually made me think differently. And I'm out, I'm out cutting my grass or burning something and Ryan popped into my head. And I thought, <laughs> you know what? I have this song called She Suffers Alone. It's a piano song. I'm just like burning something. Yeah. Just... Well, I mean, well, I live in the country. So I was burning up, you know, wood and trash and everything. And I thought, I want to call Ryan and see if he'll throw some drums down on this song. And uh, he said, sure. And I tell you what, it wasn't a day or two later. He had drums. He had bass. He had some synth on there. And I presented it to Scott. I was going to do it as a Vendaren Stith song. And I'm like, dude, you know, and Scott just, he couldn't come up with a guitar part. I came up with a part. He didn't like it. And I thought, you know what? Don't worry about it. I want to keep it as a solo song. And then I got to thinking, I said, Ryan, you wanted to do guitar? He said, yeah, sure. And then he did some guitar. And I said, you know what? Do you want to write some music together? <laughs> and it just, I had this vision. And like last summer we wrote, uh, he started sending me all these guitar riffs and there was this one, and I don't write my lyrics anymore. Even though they're about Terry Brooks books, they just kind of come to me. So this name, Blinded by the Noise, came to me. And we wrote this first song, and we're on Skype, and I'm singing back and forth. And he's like a sponge, man. I'm like, oh, we'll change that. Oh, what do you think about this, Jamie? And we literally wrote this song based on a couple guitar riffs that he had played that I liked. Those are some legendary uh, Skype <laughs> calls or whatever where – 
I wish we recorded some of those because I, I mean, wish we, we, we would have done it and <laughs> stuck it in Vendera Vocal Academy because it's the perfect training tool for songwriters. Yeah, the way we just kind of attacked it, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, does this work? Does this work? And, and the great thing about working with Jamie was that he was like a producer for me where I didn't have to produce myself anymore, which is actually a super draining thing on, on everything, you know, where you're saying, okay, where do you go next, man? Uh, to yourself. And so having someone there to kind of just direct me, especially with the not formulaic nature of the songs that we're making, but the sort of like, I don't know how do you, how do you explain it, Jamie, but just first, you know, you got to stick with, to get all the lyrics out. You got to stick with your verse choruses, you know, repeats of verses, repeats of choruses so that people kind of can hear it, you know, get the message. But that being said, a lot of our songs are super progressive and we try and we try and, um, we're like merging our, our our influences together in a really unique way, and that's yeah, what so I'm like super proud Prince of. And, and Evanescence, and who are yours for this project? I mean, Devin Townsend. <laughs> you know, I I love I love Devin Townsend. He's like a huge influence on my guitar playing. Um, definitely like some like the Cocktoo Twins. I've been listening to just what I've been listening to recently. You know, just um, the way that things kind of making a song that people really want to listen to is pretty much what I'm what's influencing me right now. So, yeah, no, and yeah. I love it because it's very. I wanted it to stay very formulaic, um, you know, like a, almost. I don't want to say a pop song because we're not pop, but formulaic yeah. like a pop song. But I wanted to give Ryan the uh, the room to do what he wants. So, like when you listen to Fall and you'll see like there's a minute and a half at the end. It's just instrumental, but it was so cool. I'm like, you know, I'm cool with that as long as we stick to a formula and then we can branch out from there. Yeah, totally. All right, that, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a pretty interesting to like. I feel like we're sort of capturing a moment of your guys' musical history. I mean, we're, we're going to look back at this, you know, several years from now. It's like, oh, wow, what a cool thing that was, you know? And then well, that's knows, what we maybe you'll have a bunch of new music out by that point. Oh, oh totally. indeed. We're already we're already writing. Uh, as soon as I get over this cold, <laughs> I got a tons of vocals to do. It'll be cracking the whip. But that was the point. We wanted to release this first on SingBetterFast.com. We thought about SoundCloud and all that. Th you know what? Nope. Uh, let's put it. Uh, Ryan's actually a host on on Sing Better Fast now. Let's just go ahead and release it here. If people want to hear the song, they can listen to the end of the podcast until we release the full record. Okay. So tell us about why two vocalists. That's a good. That's a good one. But I, well, I mean, ori originally, you know, I we I was kind of planning on coming on for like the more full voicey stuff, and Jamie would take care of like the falsetto and, see, and sort of and sort of he's like lying story, to you. Story he's driven lying. vocal. I, honestly, I, I honestly wasn't even going to have him sing. Um, <laughs> I it wasn't the ego thing. I just had this in my head, and what had happened is uh we're working on he's cracking the whip he's like come on man let's get busy let's get this stuff <laughs> we're writing fallen and i had mentioned hey i want to have you do harmonies and stuff here but there was this line um uh, the on the b section and i'll be honest i just couldn't sing it uh it wasn't that it was out of my range it just wasn't fitting i had this vision and we were talking about it on the phone he said well, won't you re-sing it and you know i don't hear what you're saying he starts singing it to me i'm like dude why don't you just sing it and it was brilliant. And then, so he gets all excited and we're working on the chorus. I'm doing all these harmonies and he sings the lead on the chorus that I was going to sing. And it, uh, Benny, it was so good. I thought I can't top this. I can't sing. I can't sing my own lead vocal better than Ryan can. So I yeah, thought. I guess I did re misremember that. <laughs> no, it was awesome. And I'm like, that, no, this is perfect. And then my brain exploded because I'm like, oh my God. 
now I can really get into doing the characters and really writing these lyrics to portray these characters because now I can stick to my my Amy Lee a Prince approach. And I can still do some low stuff like it didn't fall and, you know, just is kind of riding down low end. But now I have this guy who can sing as high as I can and just belt this stuff out and I don't have to worry about it. I can now I can orchestrate all these vocal parts, which is what I do. I write everything and then I give him room to embellish it. And I'm saying, hey, check this out. Can you sing this? Can you sing this? And I, I, I absolutely love it. I love, love, love having another lead vocalist that I can share with and build these these harmonies. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to expand on the harmonies. If you don't oh, mind. oh, I yeah. Mean, it, it's Dude, just it's gonna a, be it's, bigger, bigger. Yeah, and it's just so cool how many um, layers that we kind of worked in, especially with Jamie's falsetto tone. It's like a, it's like an extremely layerable sort of thing and we we got so many great melodies going on behind my riffs which we originally couldn't i mean i couldn't really i'm not the best at like musical notation but me and jamie both couldn't really figure out what the heck <laughs> i was playing even though it sounds really awesome um but the way we just layered on whatever came to our heads is just super cool and uh i'm really digging the sound of of you know the way that he recorded all these layers i th feel like it's really good for jamie you know it's it's it when you when you do a lot of the same thing, um, it kind of can massage that area of your voice a lot. So I th I feel like I did I did a, I'm I'm helping him uh, improve his voice too. Oh, so. uh, dude! I told you earlier we had a hangout earlier for Vendera Vocal Academy, and uh, many of you already know I've had nerve damage from a piece of glass in my throat, and I'm still dealing with it, even though I'm healing. But I swear to you, this is like the most therapeutic thing I've done because I feel naked, and when I was I was sending him vocals. Uh, all the way files i was really embarrassed i really was and he's like dude what are you talking about and so i'm like oh you're gonna have to melodyne me and this and he said i ain't doing squat he said i'll use a little waves he said if i think there's a part where you're flat i'm just gonna make your butt re-sing it and he did <laughs> yeah and but uh, it, it worked better that way and what i love you'll hear a producer and you'll like double track and then he'll line everything up he'll like stretch it out so the same and i didn't want any of that so if you listen really closely uh, there'll be a couple of me singing the same line, but I'll tell off on one, I'll hold the other one out. And I wanted that. I wanted it to sound like there was like 14 people singing in the song. And when you sing in a choir, not everybody is 100% perfectly lined up. And I, I love that. I've always loved that. I loved choirs and that's what I wanted for this band. And that's, that's what I hear, you know, the way he's, the way he's actually layered all these vocals. All right. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of choir myself. So yeah, I really like that part. So um, the song, you have a lot of piano and uh, synth and program drums and bass, but you used real guitars. So what's yeah. the story there? Yeah, I guess um, the real guitars part is that's always been a part of my writing process, especially me and Jamie's writing process. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, I've, that's always how I've kind of it's really easy for me to kind of come up with some some atmos like an atmosphere with the with my guitar especially the way i have it in like a strange tuning i have it in like an open c tuning um which which is kind of similar to the devon townsend thing but um you know i i, I just I, it's really easy to for me to come up with ideas like that and um yeah the real guitar is it's just part of me i feel like i i see myself with that guitar so um, well i'm i was just very the when i even when i write with scott i'm always comfortable uh, even with him and with with Ryan, they'll play something, uh, and then when I hear it, 
when I hear something that, that sticks to me, I'll be right there, right there. Let's go and let's work on that. So he knew I come from a piano and synthesizer background. And I was going to I was going to orchestrate strings and do all these synths. But the cool thing about Ryan is he's already a synth player. He's got what do you got behind you? What keyboards do you have in there? Yeah, so I have a <laughs> JD800. It's a Roland, like old school keyboard. And I um, love it. Yeah, it's, so, it's so fun. Yeah. So I told him because he was actually going to, Ryan's a drummer. He's a guitar player. He's a bass player. And he, he's got drums. He's going to set up and record the drums. And I, I flat out said, hey, this project is more kind of sci-fi to me. So I don't want. I don't want you to record the drums. I want you to sit there in MIDI, you know, play the drums with your fingers and, and use whatever you got to use. Uh, even with bass, I was like, uh, I was like, you want to do bass? You want to do bass? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I started thinking, you know what, not to disrespect drummers or bass players. I thought that's not what I want. I want more of the synth synth type bass. So he started putting these arpeggio uh, arpeggios on and he did some real bass, but I thought that's the sound. That's what I want. These, these synth sounds, these program drums, but everything real with the guitars, real piano, me playing the piano and just tons and tons of vocals. Yeah, man, this is a, this is like our vision of the future. Almost, you know, we we're using everything we can to make this thing just explode. Now, um, I want to make Terry Brooks proud, Terry. I hope you're <laughs> listening to this. So that's Armageddon's children. That's what this is about. <laughs> so you mentioned some of your uh, influences. Uh, tell us more about them. What other influences uh, were involved in this project? For me, it's just three. It's it's Prince. It's Amy Lee from Evanescence. Uh, the piano is kind of inspired by that. Uh, if you really, really listen to the choirs, I got to be honest, my vocal coach, Jim Gillette Nitro, uh, love them or hate them. He had the craziest stacked vocal choirs for all their songs like Freight yeah. Train. So that's kind of what's influenced me uh, for all those choirs that I've done. Yeah, I was I was super impressed by like the the merging of the influences, really. Yeah, um, really good. Know, hearing all the nitro like thing that just kind of popped out on my sort of like modern song, um, it just it it's almost like it's hitting in multiple places for lots of people. So I hope a lot of people kind of kind of hear that too. Um, my influences, yeah, Devin Townsend. I mean, I love that guy. Um, lots of like you know, I I've always been into metal actually. Like I love this band called Scarv. Um, they're really unknown, but there's like a French metal band. Um, that's who I just I love. I get my drum inspiration from them. I get my guitar inspirations. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check those out. I haven't heard uh, some of those names. Okay, so tell us about your songwriting process. How was that? Yeah, so our songwriting process, um, it's it's unique to us, and it's unique for every single band. You know that you're gonna find something different. For us, um, what worked out, and we found it pretty pretty fast, is I'll just send Jamie a 20 minute file of me playing riff after riff after riff after riff and they might be in the same uh tempo they might be in the same key they might not um and jamie will just go through and say oh this one this one's the best riff in there uh, we need to make a song out of that and some i think we got like three songs out of one file one time mm -hmm. too so and and there's always more riffs like i i one time i was like okay so are you done looking at that file i want to take a bunch out of there <laughs> so, so yeah you we that's the way we do it um I, I'm I'm really happy with the way it goes because well, dude, even even the I mean, I loved all his riffs, but I would like listen. I forget there was wonder if he's like check this one out. It's like, dude, it's it's too punk for my vision. Totally. It was a cool cool song, but there's I just like dark stuff, and he would I, it would speak to me. 
yeah. if I if I if I would hear a riff and a melody, and that's how I've always been, even even with Scott. Uh, if a melody would come, or even my, I had a band like Ammer with uh, Matt Hoover years ago, and we wrote a bunch of songs. Same thing. Uh, if I hear a riff, that's what inspires the melody, and then the melody turns into words. And it's almost like you ever listen to a record player, or you'll be in a, a grocery store, and there's a song in the speaker way in the background. You can't make out what it is, but you know it's. That's how it happens for me. It's like, okay, I hear a melody, but what, what is it? And I got to listen. And I I'm, I know I'm probably psycho, but then those words will start pouring in through that mental speaker. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, that's what it says. And then I, I start, start writing out the lyrics so they make sense to me. So how did you record these songs? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, I have my typical kind of setup. I have a Mac computer. I record into my interface, um, either it be guitar, vocals, or whatever. Um, I'll program the drums with the keyboard into a digital audio workstation. But Jamie, on the other hand, um, he actually is actually recording with an iPad or is an iPhone. No, I'm doing know. my iPhone now. You're going yeah, to iPhone. I, I have an I, I, I love, love, love IK Multimedia. I have an iRig Keys IO. I also, I got everything by them. The iLoud, I got the iRig Pro IO. I bought. I just bought the new iRig Pro IO because I got the iRig Pro, and then heck, I got these new keyboards that are freaking phenomenal because they'll power your, you, they'll power your iPhone, your iPad, so I can record for hours. They have a, they have an interface right on it. So I use. I actually went and bought a Shure SM7B because that's what Ryan uses. So I thought, well, let's kind of keep the mics on the same thing. I wanted to be a little warmer, so I did get a uh, Gold H Pre73, which uh, Dan Labeck, one of my other engineers. Uh, suggested to me and I love my studio projects that I use for Vendera and Stith, but I wanted something a little warmer and all I do, you'll laugh. I, I hook my iPhone to an iClip and I use a DAW on my iPhone called audio evolution mobile. And I flipping love this DAW. I don't even, I have, I'm, I'm an app freak. I buy everything. And I'm friends with Jordan Ruder from, from Dream Theaters. He's like, oh, man, check out iSymphonic. Check out this. Uh, Audio Evolution Mobile has sound fonts you can buy. I don't use anything anymore. I, I use their Steinway uh, Grand Piano, which was sampled. It's beautiful. Uh, strings, the synth sounds, whatever I want to use, it's all going to come from Audio Evolution Mobile. I plug my SM7B into my Golden Age Pre-73. It runs into my iRig Keys. That goes out to my iPhone. I plug my headphones into my keyboard and I sit on this chair and, and play piano and sing these vocals into a flipping iPhone. <laughs> and I asked Ryan, I said, does it because him and Claude LaRose, one of our other uh, coaches and VBA is like, you got to get an iMac, uh, like an iMac mini. Is that what it is, Ryan? You yeah, Mac got... mini. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I will. But I'm never not going to record on my iPhone. It's so easy for me. That's I made it's Go insane. Ahead. Yeah, I just want to say real quick is that I know Jamie's describing how he records his vocals, and you might be thinking to yourself, "Oh, well, maybe it sounds worse or something." But no, I, you cannot tell the difference. It sounds really good. It sounds like it's coming out of a, it's coming from a real microphone recording into a real preamp into his iPhone, same quality as I'm recording. <laughs> yeah, so, so we so we both have our own ways of recording and he sends them to me really easily. And that's the way we what we went for. You know, we're we're pretty far away. I don't know if people know this, but I do live in Southern California and and Jamie lives in Ohio. So we are communicating over the internet. 
And I think we're doing a damn good job at it, considering, you know, the distance. Oh, so. technology, right? It's crazy. Uh, dude, it's amazing. Because he'll send me, I'll say, send me a track with your drums, your guitars, and a, the click. So I know what beat you're at, like 108 beats or whatever. And I sit here and I actually come up with a melody for piano and I lay that down. And then the then I start formulating the vocals. And, um, and that's just... I don't know. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> so actually now that, so you mentioned uh, recording on your phone. I think that's, um, it's, that's conclusive proof that you can do like a good song record well on a phone. So anyone who has a phone, like you can do it if you want to, like this is, that's Jamie recorded his vocals on a phone, right? So you can do it. Um, so you don't necessarily, I mean, you don't necessarily need all the fancy stuff and nah, dude, and my equipment for recording keyboard, my piano, my eye clip, my microphone, my preamp, uh, I got less than a thousand dollars in it. And there's people who use $6,000 mics, not knocking, you know, like a right. or blues, <laughs> like the blue bottle. But for me, it's so easy and everything's yeah. fine. So yeah, I mean, yeah the, sure. go ahead. Yeah. With the, with the SM7, that microphone that we're both using, you know, it doesn't really matter too much where you're in, just as long as it's kind of like a deadened room. It already has like a deadened sound. And then you can kind of hype that up with a lot of um, manipulation of like EQ and compression and stuff. So, yeah, because this, this ain't a condensed, this is not a condenser mic. You know, no. if I was using my, my studio projects, I got to have, uh, you know, something around that's just not picking up background noise. But I grew up on an SM58. So this thing is freaking awesome. And I never thought about using it until. Uh, some of my students, like from Starset, from Hinder, from Thriving Ivory, uh, these guys were using an SM7B to record their most recent records. I was like, wait a minute, what am I missing? Sweet. Um, I, yeah, the, for the guitars, I recorded them through an AxeFX. It's a really great uh, guitar um, processing unit that you can pretty much record like a super high quality sounding guitar, but you can record it with headphones on. It's not going to disturb your neighbor at all so or and you can turn it up and want to you can't yes you can disturb your neighbor as well all right great <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's what it i think but check out audio. the song you know put on headphones or blast your speakers the iphone doesn't do it justice for me yeah, but check when out you that song when you listen there's so many layers i was actually shocked that I, I didn't drive brian nuts and then i would i try to keep this thing where i send him like I probably did more on this one, but now we got it down to, hey, Jamie, I only do two or three tracks of each one. I thought he's just going to cut and paste, you know, like get the best track. And next thing I was like, no, man, I'm keeping them all. Splat. <laughs> together. I was like, holy crap. I know I didn't sing them that close together. He said, yeah, you did. So um, it was it easy. And, and it's funny because I combined all of those tracks together and my poor computer was struggling <laughs> so i had to like this is what they used to do in the 80s this is how jim probably got his awesome choirs on nitros they would reduce pretty much all those tracks down to one or like a stereo track and then there you have like one stereo track so i have about 10 of those stereo tracks <laughs> of all of these vocals so if i had all of those kind of um like unzipped or you know like if you if you like if you think you of it as like a zip out. file yeah, if you expanded it out there would just be it would probably destroy someone's computer but luckily i have a new faster computer so how we'll many going up oh, man with with the guitars and the vocals and drums you know it's funny i think it's like 
a hundred maybe it's not it's <laughs> a lot of people go thousands and stuff Woo! Um, yeah you know i don't i don't understand that really we, we had the hangout earlier and uh, one of our students scotty cruz was like oh, i loved it i love the lows and i'm thinking man this is the manliest song you're going to hear me sing with this band and i it just worked out that way that i was doing a lot of low parts because most of the stuff is floating between like a4 to a5 just in this really pure kind of angelic uh, thing that I want to do with the blend. And, and the great thing is, God, I, I, I love working with Ryan because he has my range. And this song, we didn't go super high. We went to like soprano G sharp. And then he added this thing at the end where he said he just to bring you home and he hits us. I'm doing this scream. So you listen to the very end, you hear the scream and he jumps up above me and it's a scream harmony. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, you just melted my brain. This is beautiful. <laughs> so you can tell I'm, I'm happy. I haven't been this happy <laughs> in a long time. I really missed it. You know, with with the damage that I had from the glass, I kind of lost uh, connection to singing because everything hurts so bad. I mean, my voice hurts every day and I get hoarse and it is healing. Uh, you know, I just won't do surgery. So I got to take the long route, but singing that's the best healing that you can get. So working through this stuff is really the best therapy I can get. So, um, this is not just, um, me being happy. It's life changing for me. Yeah, no, it is singing for me also is like a deeply emotional thing where it, it is my life. So, I mean, you know, meeting Jamie and figuring out this technique, um, you know, it, it and saving my voice, you know, this is another we've come to like a great point in our lives where we're figuring it out now. So I'm super I'm super excited. Oh, dude. I also, there's there's 71 tracks on this. <laughs> okay, well, that's not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as bad as I thought it'd be. But I love it because uh, 49 of those tracks are vocals. And <laughs> I, I love that. If you know me, if you listen to Ryan's stuff, you listen to my stuff, you can't pick who is who to a point because this guy is eerie, man. I mean, I would be doing some and he would copy me. And I would scratch my head. I'd be, dude, is that is that me or you? Oh, that's me there, and then you in there. And I'm like, I flipping love it because totally you can tell us apart, but we blend so well together. Um, so it's it's uh, I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. Yeah, we're excited for the next songs like Running with the Demon, where oh, I'm, yeah. I'm supposed to be the demon. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll definitely hear some differentiation between our voices on that one. You know, yeah, I'll sure. be doing mostly grit, I feel, and then he'll kind of, you know, hit everywhere in between. So and and on this song in Fallen, I do some death growls in the very beginning as well, yeah, which I mean, them. we're just trying to use everything we can, you know, with our voice. Because oh. that's what people want to hear. They want. They don't want to hear someone who can just do one thing. They want to hear like a variety of all this craziness. So, oh, my favorite one is um. You got to listen close, but to lead you home after the first chorus, and he does this. Wah! He does this death scream, and it tapers right. You can't tell it. It goes right into the lead guitar, and it sounds like this voice butter uh, goes from a moth into a butterfly into the guitar track and it's <laughs> freaky and i'm like oh my god it's just oh uh, you know what's sad he's like 
uh, we were talking today. Ah, he's like, I hate my voice or something. I'm like, dude, <laughs> my favorite vocal parts are fallen are all his. I'm like jealous, man. I'm like, dang, I, I, I wish I had to sing that, but, but it's, it's, it's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. We're so stoked on it. So. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Yeah. So the song will be, oh, we're going to tack it onto the end of the podcast here. So, uh, any ballpark for when we'll see the next one? I think, um, we'll get them done pretty quick, but I don't want to release anymore until we, we were going to do an EP like five. And then if Ryan will quit writing riffs that are cool. And then I was <laughs> like, dude, maybe we should do a whole album. Cause he has this one called disheartened. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Let's do six. <laughs> like, well, let's more and i'm like we'll probably stop at 10 or 11 and or 12 or 13 <laughs> so i don't know it'll be many months but uh we're gonna hit it hard and start uh knocking this out um as quickly as we can uh to release yeah. the album unfortunately you know i did say it is easy for us to work but we are we at the end of the day we aren't in the same room so and we are bad we he's a he's three hours ahead of me as well so we do our freaking best to deal with the, our circumstances, but it it it's not like you can just pop these things out in a day. So um, no. we will get to work. Yeah, but it's good because he, he'll delegate. He'll be like, dude, I really need you to knock out this course. And can you go ahead and do that harmony? And how do you want me to sing this? And blah, 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 blah. OK, so and, actually, I just want to for our listener a few things. Number one, Ryan recorded an entire album yeah. in his car. <laughs> Number two, Jamie recorded the vocals for this song on a phone. Number three, <laughs> these guys still haven't met in person yet, as far right? Like, no. So, no. like, you can make music. Like, oh, I don't have a studio. Oh, I don't have equipment. I, you don't need it. <laughs> I mean, it's great to have it. It's probably easier. Might be better, but you can get some good stuff done in a car with you know or with a phone um, what album as long, was as, that, as, long as you and whoever you're writing with are willing that, to do what it takes what that album was yeah that album is warp prism the infinite two so like the second infinite <laughs> it's cool. kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing but um that that was a cool album man it's i mean from start to finish i think it's like an hour and 20 minutes or something it's one of, it's like it wouldn't even fit on a cd um and that was an that was a digital you know digital album me and my friend kevin made and I, I'm super proud of those, but that's before I met Jamie. Um, after I met Jamie, you know, my voice morphed, you know, into something completely different. It, not different, but you know, it just it became like it put armor on or something. You know, I, it, it's it's so cool. So um, you can kind of, if you want to listen to that album, you can hear the difference um, between then and now. But so you know, you know how humbling it is, and how 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 good I feel inside to know that here's a guy who was a singer. But he's telling you that he started studying Razor Voice. He joined Vendera Vocal Academy and he worked his tail off to the point that he's now a vocal coach and teaching in the school. And he's singing on a record with me. I mean, it, it, it makes you feel really good uh, to, to, to come around full circle like that. That's pretty so. nice. No, no, dude, I'm pleased. I mean, I mean it from the heart. Um, you say you saved me. You really did because oh, I'm. I, I was always going to be a teacher, but uh, I've kind of lost my way over the years from the from the accidents, and I I'm loving what we're writing. And here's the thing to anyone listening: sometimes all it takes is just to record a bunch of vocal harmonies, like to make a vocal choir. I did it when I was uh you know younger, like 2011, 2012. I was just doing tons of vocal harmony choirs and you can you can just you know 
it, it's almost like a massage and and it sounds cool you can record it you can send it to people i don't know <laughs> it's super fun dude i'm telling you what though it's lucky to have us as an engineer too because most engineers the way my brain works would have a mental breakdown because he'll tell you if you really listen to the song you would not believe how many harmonies are in fallen it's ridiculous um and I, I have actually left a few out i was we were joking earlier that wake me up singing the low part i was going to do an octave lower and i thought uh i'm not going to get that crazy and i could have done it but i thought nah we'll leave it out of this song <laughs> but ah uh, just yeah, anything i wanted to sing yeah anything i wanted to sing he was like yeah okay 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 <laughs> or another engineer would be like no nah, man it's too much just stop right now see yeah and that's that's getting in front of someone's vision you know and we 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 very safely like step didn't step on each other which is is really cool we're really like respectful of what 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 other people wanted you know and we're we're really we're really and, yeah happy. no that's and very really cool dude well he's also good i mean yeah I, i'm not trying to praise him and make this i know we gotta go but he just really understands like if i was presenting with a vocal line and I'm like, man, I kind of want you to sing it like this. I forget what we were working on at uh, one part. And I was like, oh, man, I wish you'd do it like this because you had a certain way. And you're like, oh, no, no, no problem. I'll go back and boom, it was locked in. And everything that I hear in my head is like, oh, perfect. After listening to all this, it's like I feel like everyone just wants to go listen to the song now. So <laughs> we're going to throw that on here. Um, all now right, we hyped it up. Everyone's going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Yeah, what is this crap? Those kids are crazy. He recorded that on an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. cool. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, thank you everyone for listening and be sure to stick around. And you're about to he hear the song Fallen, right? That's the name. Yeah, Fallen. Fallen. One last thing Terry Brooks, I love you. Thank you for letting me use Angel Fire East for the band name. Back to you, Ben. <laughs> all right, awesome. Cool. Thanks, Terry. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Jamie, for being on. And Thanks, let's cut to the song.